Hello and welcome back to the Third Period Podcast, where we take a look at the UK's ice hockey leagues. We're sponsored by Willie's Ice Hockey Emporium for all your ice hockey needs. Check them out. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Third Period Podcast. Tonight I have Scott with me. Scott, how are you? All good, mate. And we have Ross. Ross, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks, mate. And finally we have Ash. Ash, how are you? All good, thank you, Danny. How about yourself tonight? Yeah, coping with the lockdown still, but one of them. <laughs> so tonight's guests played for Milton Keynes Thunder and Milton Keynes Lightning. Um, also then signed for the Coventry Blaze in 2018. A ice for GB under 18s and under 20s in a controversial tournament, shall we say. And was on loan recently to Swindon Wildcats. Tonight we welcome Jordan Headley. Jordan, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. So... Random question off the bat. How does a lad from Warsaw get into ice hockey? <laughs> I actually never lived in Warsaw. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my uh, my stepdad met my mum and he was actually a MK Kings fan. Okay. So my first first ever game was actually Solihull Kings, but Solihull were Barons versus MK Kings in Solihull. So. Oh, that's not too bad. And then that was it. You were just like, I'm hooked on this. I'm- yeah, basically got a Kings jersey and then that was it from there. <laughs> Fair enough. So, at what point do you go, I'm going to take this up as a sport, and then what, at what point then do you think, I'm going to take it up as a netminder, probably the most expensive position in, in the old game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started skating when I was six, and then I just went on from there, all like the levels you have to go through in the UK, and then started training with the team. I was actually just a normal player, did all like the cross-size tournaments, and then I decided that I wanted to be a goalie, and my mum actually let me do it. I tried it out once, loved it, and then she actually she let me go ahead with it. You're probably the only netmine that's ever said that their parents were happy to let you go ahead with it. Yeah, because <laughs> all I can remember, she was happy. <laughs> <laughs> probably smiling through gritted teeth. Yeah. <laughs> so, just for the listeners that are going to obviously listen to this episode, explain to them why we keep saying it's an expensive position. Just price it up for them in, in standard what? figures. Just the, yeah, the gear alone... If you buy a new pair of pads these days, it's £1,600. And then plus the gloves, helmets are up to a grand these days and everything. So, And then you obviously got all the rest. You're looking at two or three grand if you're going to get all new equipment these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Yeah. I know when I played rec with uh, the lad that is the manager down at Willie's Ice Hockey Emporium, um, he, he's he's netminder and he was always telling me that he's saving up saving up and i'm pretty sure he was saving up every month for the year for new pads yeah. for about five years yeah so, <laughs> so yeah need a mortgage sometimes with it with that equipment yeah, sometimes, but... so jordan you started your, your junior career in 0809 with milton Keynes storm i i what made you uh Go Milton Keynes, was it? Was that the area you were living in at the time? Yeah, I was. There. I moved to MK when I was uh, three years old. So, yeah, I've always been in MK, pretty much. And how much practice did you get in at that age when you started playing? Well, I was, I was quite lucky. It was only a couple of goalies. And the goalie that was there when I started being a goalie left to go back to Finland. So, I was training a lot. And then, obviously, as I moved up to, like, probably 11, 12, I was actually the only goalie, so I played for two or three age groups every time. So I was very lucky with it last time. 
<laughs> you got plenty of ice time yeah. then. <laughs> so how did you uh, find like the journeys, the traveling side of things? Being well, so young, like. I was, yeah, I just slept in the car. My stepdad used to drive me everywhere. I mean, she's asleep. As soon as I got on the motorway, I was asleep and then woke up when I got there. So I didn't really mind it too much. <laughs> well, that's the best way in it. <laughs> so yeah. um, in 2011, 2012, you played uh, for the under 16s and then you went to the under 18s. How did you find stepping up that level? Yeah, fine. I, I mean, I was always training a year, a year above or two up anyway. I was always training with those guys because there wasn't many goalies at all. So the switch was, I actually preferred the switch because it was more my speed. I was, when I was 13, I was already training with MK Lightning in the EPL. So it was, the six, the under 16s was kind of hard because it was going down a level. And even the 18s at that time was hard playing. That's it. It must be tough at times, you know, flicking one to the other. Uh, what what do you think they could do to improve the uh, junior system? Uh, it's, it's tough, especially for goalies. I think it's, there's not many goalie coaches around at the minute. I've been training with Ewan King all summer and he's the only one, and you've got Brabham and Cardiff, but he's the only ones that I know about that have goalie schools going. I think for the whole system, it just, kids need more ice. It needs to be cheaper for the ice because that's outrageous how expensive that is. And yeah, just training. I know some age groups only train once or twice a week. It needs to be at least three times a week for those kids. And more games too. You only play 12 games, maybe 18 games at an age group now. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's, uh, if you want players to improve and become better players so they can push up to play in the EPL that was, well, the NHL now, onto the league, onto the Great Britain, they've got to get the ice time. It's like any sport. You're not going to get the next David Beckham playing football from a lad playing once a week. It's the same with every sport. Um, but also you... You were at like young age, you got ice time on different age groups, and then you're 17, it's 2013, 14 years, and you're playing regularly with the Milton Keynes Lightning. What's the experience like for a kid, really? Yeah, that was really good. I didn't really expect that. I think my first three years in senior hockey, I played my most games, I think. But I had Nick Paul since he taught me how to skate, and he always had me there since I was 13. So I was used to all the guys, and I just kind of slotted in when when they needed me and I played a lot of games that year. Because um, I know, looking from the stats earlier, last year you were, no, that year, sorry, a couple of British net miners with you, Stephen Wall, Mark Wall, both older guys. Yeah. How was it working with them guys? Did they, with you being so young at the time, did they protect you a bit or did they go, right, you got to go out there, you got to face some rubber? Yeah, I don't think any guys have protected me. That was probably the good thing. They didn't do that. They just threw me in the deep end and as I was training them, I got more used to it. And by the time I was 17, I've been training them for three years anyway. So I was ready for that level, I think. During that, well, that's that first season of MK, you uh, go away with GB18s and the GB20s as well. Um, 18s, and you just saying in Division 2A, and the 20s being relegated for using an ineligible player. <laughs> what are those experiences like for you? And did it put you in good stead for the next two GB tournaments you went to within the 20s? Yeah, there's actually a funny story with that. I actually got a cut from the under-18s before, and in the same year, I got a pick for the under-20s. So I played for the under-20s before 18s, yeah. How? <laughs> All I'm saying is how. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm right in thinking as well, Wally River GB, um, well, won the tournaments you're at, you River, a few Blaze alumni, Clemo, Venus, Liam Stewart. Uh, we've heard a lot of stories off them three about that tournament. Were they as bad as they've told us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that answers that then. Yeah. Um, and I'm also, by the way, talking on GB and keeping that little section now, you won a gold medal as well. Yeah, that was with, uh, that was in uh, Estonia, I think it was. Pretty big moment in uh, your young career at the time. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I have to give it credit to Gossi. He would play most of the games because I was the year below. But yeah, it was a good experience for me. Brilliant. Stepping back slightly and away from the international setup, um, another season with the Lightning, and then you move on to Swindon. What made you move away to Swindon when you've been at MK for your whole career, to say? Uh, I think... I just wanted to kind of change, you know, you kind of, if you play for your hometown team, you're always kind of treated that way as your hometown, the hometown kid. And I kind of wanted to move out. I was 18, 19. And then I was actually training with Stevie Lyle the summer before, but I already signed an MK. So the next year I kind of spoke to Stevie and he wanted me there. And obviously Stevie Lyle was a, a great goalie to learn with him. I was friends with him too. So it was a no brainer to move. Um, well, we all know Stevie Lyle from yesteryear and what, what a goal what a goal he was. So what did what did you learn off Stevie Lyle? Oh, he, he told me not to watch him actually play, but it was kind of the <laughs> I don't I don't don't have the pad stacks and the one knee down in my kind of style. So it was more the preparation like and the patience of like being on the ice and then watching the puck a bit more than actually like his kind of style of play. And then you do a season in Swindon and then it's, it's back to Milton Keynes. Uh, but you had a really good team that year and I noticed that the uh, the goalie was spoke about a job thing at the time. He was They were talking big things about him and then coming to the Elite League for next season. What was he like as a character? Because he seemed a bit a bit out there. Yeah, he was good. It, it was He was very serious for the EPL at the time. So I never actually experienced that, which was probably a good thing at that time going into Elite League next year was... To see him, he's always come from the top Polish league. So, yeah, he was very serious, took everything on the ice very seriously. He was good good to work off, but obviously a tough language barrier. So, he had that kind of side to it. It was, it was hard. So, you move into the Elite League. Was that always the plan with Milton Keynes? Did, was that muted quite early on that, that that was the direction they were going? Yeah, so when I moved back, when I spoke to Pete, he kind of wanted me to go for the EPL for the one more year and then they were already moving up. It was in the plan so that I already signed a two-year deal to do that with them. And what was your first thoughts on the first season in the Elite League? Well, big step up, that's for sure. But I really enjoyed it. It was a tough year for me. I obviously didn't play much, but we had goalie injuries and we had two import goalies, so I got healthy scratch, set out a lot. But the training and the different level and how those guys do on and off the ice was good for me. So after your first year in the Elite League then, 2018-19 um, season, Danny Stewart gives you the call and says, do you want to come and uh, join over in Coventry for the Blaze? You're going to be working with what was meant to be at the time, Kevin Nastyuk. What was your first thoughts when that was on the cards for you, thinking Kevin Nastyuk, who's a solid netminder, 
potentially someone you could learn a lot of, you know, tricks and skills off. Um, and then obviously he pulls out quite early doors due to an injury back home. What was your thought process? <laughs> yeah, well, I was excited to meet Nasty because obviously I played against him and watched him, and I know he, I think he played in the NHL, didn't he? So I know he's a great yeah. goalie, yeah. and I was excited to work with him. But then obviously with him not coming over, and then uh, Mika actually Wickman texted me. He was like, "You never guess what?" And I was like, "What?" Because obviously heard the saw the announcement, and he was like, "I'm coming." But I was pretty <laughs> excited for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> was it weird having him following you around in that second season? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I got he came in late in the MK in the the year before, so yeah. I got to know him pretty well, and obviously he speaks perfect English and help me on and off the ice so it was nice to have a familiar face there yeah he's a bit of a Marmite character with Blaze fans depending on who you ask because uh, yeah. <laughs> out, um, <laughs> shall we say but what was he like in the locker room in the two years that you had with him oh, yeah he's funny he's a nice guy he, he works really hard too yeah I know he's a kind of the things he tweeted before he got to Blaze was pretty funny but yeah, yeah he's a really nice guy the things he tweeted since he left as well was quite funny. I yeah. Seen that. <laughs> Tweeting a picture of a pothole with water in it saying, oh, it's my swimming pool. <laughs> Which was quite funny. So what was your thought process then? Because obviously you've, you've come in, you're thinking, right, first nasty up, Mika's then in, he picks up an injury, and you're thinking, great. Then you've obviously got Miroslav Kopriva coming in. What was that like, again, having a you know Eastern European netminder coming in with the kind of language barrier was there kind of any kind of interpretation there that you had to pick up <laughs> yeah that was tough I don't really he tried to speak to him but the English was that bad you, you couldn't really have a good conversation with him especially about goaltending so it was kind of just kind of watching him but he played a weird old school style as well so I didn't really take anything away from his kind of style of game yeah yeah bit of a weird season wasn't it so you had Mika coming in then Copperva, he comes and goes, comes and goes, because Mick, yeah. Mick then leaves and we bring Copper back in permanently, or so we thought. And then off he pops again. And then uh, Matt Hackett comes out of nowhere um, and signs for us. And what a run he, he had, you know, a couple of bumps along the way. What was Matt like working with? Obviously, there's rumours around the rink that he was a, a very shy character, didn't really open up. What was he like in the dressing room? Yeah, he was a great guy in the dressing room. Like, funny, like, joke around with all the guys. He was probably the guy that he helped me a lot at the end of the mm. season. Because, obviously, he played in the NHL a lot. So, yeah. he would help. He would come in and want to do goalie drills and stuff. So, he would help me on and off the ice. And he was he was really good because he does goalie coaching back home. So, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. I think it was a fans thing. I think whenever he was around after games, I think because he'd... I think he wore games quite close to him I think he blamed himself because I only know this from doing Scorch I've been around him after games and he would beat himself up a bit I don't know if that was just my interpretation of it but that's what other fans said as well would would that be true did he beat himself up when it came to games if it was a loss yeah I'd say so especially coming from that level and you you know I mean if you come to the league you think it's going to be an easy an yeah. easy game but like it's completely different it's a hard league to play in it's so like it's more European but like it's only grade A's or backdoor plays. They don't really shoot the puck much. So he's obviously coming and trying to expect to win us every game, but it's tough. Sometimes, yeah. Mm. So one standout moment for you that year, uh, November, we're down in Cardiff, <laughs> nine minutes into the game and Copperva takes a, 
should we say a headshot? I don't know. I can't remember what happened. He stretched it off the ice. You all then, you know, Danny Stewart's like, come on, up you go. What's the first thought that goes through your mind? Do you, do you have a little bit of a brown streak come out or do you just think, well, I've got to do this? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, my first year at MK, I seem to always play against Cardiff. So, and oh, always wow. in Cardiff too. So, when I was, when he said go in, I was quite excited to play. I hadn't played in a while. And I was, I quite like the way Cardiff play. You know what I mean? It's easier to play against the harder teams. So, I was just looking forward to the chance to get in there. Fair enough. Fair enough. And not a bad performance as well. 31 shots faced, only conceding the four. Um, save percentage of 87.1, which is pretty good. Um, looking back now, was there anything you would have done differently in the game? Or would you just take it all away? I can't, can't remember it now. <laughs> I can't remember any of the goals. <laughs> I can't remember if I'm honest. <laughs> but, it's tough coming off the bench. Like the Two years I've been in Cov, it's always kind of been off the bench, where I was like to, you know I mean, get prepared before the game and know you're starting. Like, it's tough. I've always kind of been thrown in the last period or for four goals down. We did it in Guildford too and we came back and won. Yes. Yeah. I'd rather have the preparation and start from the beginning. So you mentioned there you, that playing Cardiff you found quite easy or easier than some teams. Why would you say that is? Is that because of the the nature of their team? or was... Yeah, I kind, of, I kind of knew the way they were going to play. They always try and go behind the net, kind of pass out front. Mm. They've got they've got like the best players in the league so you know the shots are going to be good it's not going to be a scrappy game it's going to be fast and clean so yeah I like that more style than the the bobblers from the blue line you don't know what's going to happen in Dundee <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> the daisy cutters as they call yeah. them <laughs> brilliant so being obviously a backup and having you know the import goalies that you had in that first year do they, obviously you said Matt did, did, did obviously with, with Mika, was he very much, he would try and teach you some like tricks? Yeah. Tricks, yeah. yeah. Um, are they, there's this myth that goes around that starting netminders don't like to give the backups any hints and tips because they're worried they're going to take the job. Is, is that a myth or is... Yeah, it's completely opposite <laughs> to what I've had, yeah. <laughs> like, every goalie that I've had since I've played senior hockey has always tried to help. Like, I've always been the young kid and they know what leagues they played and they know their experience so they they always pass it on I've been lucky with that definitely yeah so that summer you signed back up for us did you think that Matt would come back as well or did you know quite early on that it was going to be you and a new guy yeah I can't remember I think I signed quite early I think I signed before the season was done that year uh I think I can't remember speaking to Stewie in the summer I think he said they got a new guy coming in I can't remember or Hackett told me yeah. That one. Oh. So I've always wondered how it works with netminders. So obviously, you've you've got there's literally one position up for grabs. It's it's literally this is your good. This could be a really good friend, but it's also your biggest rival. Do you do you have that kind of rivalry? Friendly I rivalry. Think, <laughs> I think probably the the last year, the last season was my biggest rivalry. With like with Philly, because I think I got to that age where I was, I knew I was pushing for spot and battling against him. Whereas before I was just trying to soak it all in, be a sponge to them because being a young guy. But then last year, I think I got to that age where I was like, all right, I need to start pushing for being yeah. a number one goalie now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Just a quick uh, question, uh, Jordan. How do you cope? You know, you're sitting on the bench, all of a sudden, boom, Jordan, you're on, let's go. How, how do you, how's your mindset? You know, how do you cope with that? 
I'm kind of a goalie that prepares the same way every game. So it's even if I'm starting or not, I will still do the same thing off the ice before. But it is always tough. It depends. If it's a first period, it's fine because you're still kind of warm. But when it's the third, the last 10 minutes, you're freezing cold, and especially Coventry. It's, uh, <laughs> it's tough like to get your mind back into it that quick. Yeah, it must be, yeah. Uh, but following the your first season in Coventry, you know, what a, what a great second season we had. You know, we were looking like we were heading to the, uh, obviously we were heading to the playoffs. We were chasing that number one spot and then coronavirus comes and kills the season off. But what fantastic team we had and, you know, so many happy faces. It seemed like everybody was enjoying themselves playing. How did you find it? Yeah, it was good. Obviously, it was uh, frustrating for me. I didn't get to play as much as I did when, especially when Mott came in, because he was unbelievable. You can't, you can't say I'm meant to start in front of that because he was on fire. So, but yeah, it was good to be around. It was definitely a change from the season before. We've just we were winning most games, so it was nice to be involved in that. Yeah, I mean, Mott was a brush of fresh air when he uh, came in. So, uh, like you say, it must have been difficult to try and take that off him. Yeah. Um, but we asked we asked all the uh, Blaze uh, Blaze players from last season, and I'm sure you'll agree with them. Were we going to win our, win that playoff? I think we were. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, that's what we all said. Just before I'm going to go into the streaming series in a moment, Jordan, and what's happened so far or what hasn't happened this season. But just going back to the season, what Boss was just touched on. Um, Obviously, we had the Challenge Cup game against um, the playing game against Manchester. The game for us as fans was massive because we've notoriously struggled in the Challenge Cup year on year for the last few years. Jamie Phillips comes out for the puck. Bit of a mistake. They score. Lane Ulmer again in the Sky Dome, winning the game. How's that for the players? And Because that was a, a step into getting into the quarterfinals, what we always struggled to do. How would you pick yourselves up from that? And yourself being a backup netminder, seeing the netminder make a mistake, how's that work in your head? That's tough. I don't. Yeah, it's a tough one. The game was a flat game from us the whole time. And then obviously that mistake from Philly, which happens to every goalie, which I don't really try and look at in the game, but obviously after you kind of want to look at it on video and stuff like that. But it was a tough game for us. I think we just came out flat the whole game and couldn't pick it up. Definitely. So moving on from the Blaze season and this season, what isn't a season now? Obviously, we've not had any hockey. There was the streaming series initially with the likes of NK and Swindon. Um, was there any talk of you partaking in that at all? Or did you stretch away from there? I was actually training with Martin Keynes most of the time they were going. So okay. I was skating with them. But no, I was hoping to maybe sneak in, but they've got Lorde in stone. So. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, saying on the, that original stream, streaming series, there's been news come out recently of another streaming series with five teams this time. Will we potentially see Jordan Heddy playing some ice hockey this season? Huh, I don't know. I, I hope so. I'm trying, but <laughs> it seems like everyone's got five goalies in that league, so it's honestly tough. I'm trying. I was say, a lot, of, uh, a lot of players looking for minimal spaces, trying to get stuff in before GB tournaments and yeah. just get ice time. I'm really. Yeah, exactly. This is everyone mainly had their team anyway, so 
the guys that are looking for, especially a goalie, there's only two spots. Like you can fit in like a Myers or a Davies on a team like Swindon, you can have that one or two forwards in a D-man, but for a goalie, they've usually got all their three goalies for the same same every year. Jordan, I'm going to ask that dreaded interview question that we all hate, but where is Jordan Headley's career going to be in three years' time? What What do you want? Because obviously you said earlier, your second season in Blaze, that you wanted to get more starting, uh, starting games and that. So what what's your view and where, where do you see yourself? Well, I was hoping, obviously, if this year didn't get cancelled, I was hoping to play a lot more games, kind of get into that 10 to 15 game range, depending on if Stuy wanted me to play that much. But in my head, I've always had that plan, like 25, 26 is like the starting age where I wanted to be starting in the league that you go. I've always had that since I was in the EPR. And obviously with this year, it's tough because I've lost the whole season, but I've been skating the whole time since August. I actually was skating with Bouncy in August before he went to Graz. But yeah, that's, that was always my plan, kind of 25, 26, just to be starting. I mean, obviously, we, we don't know what sort of season we're going to have in September. We, it could be anything. We could have less imports, more imports, whatever. If you can't get, if you're coming in as a backup, would you consider dropping down and then coming, trying to get back up? No, I don't think I would consider dropping down. I have last couple of years but then it's kind of I spoke to people that I've played with and coaches and stuff and they've always said it's kind of once you kind of drop back down it's kind of tough to get back up if you like go off other British goalies that have done it that were playing back up like in the backup in the elite league spot I don't think any of them have come back up from that league well you know what you want so Danny sounds Danny will know what you want so you'll try and get those <laughs> 10 game starts for when we're back yeah, <laughs> hope so. Fantastic. So, Jordan, you mentioned there, obviously, you, you kind of skated with Bouncy before he obviously went off the grass. What was Bouncy like compared to the import netminders? Is there a different style in this play compared to them, or is he pretty much nailed on like them? Yeah, he's, Bouncy's got a different style. He's obviously quite a, he's a big human. <laughs> he's a lot more blocking than that that I would be I'm kind of a tall lanky kid so I'm kind of a lot more mobile than Bouncy but he's a lot he's a big blocking goalie mm. and it's good to learn off him too because obviously he's the best the best British goalie right now Fair play Fair enough So what does Jordan do in day to day life now that there's kind of no hockey for the foreseeable <laughs> what have you been keeping up to <laughs> I've been delivering pizzas for Domino's since March <laughs> is that in Cov or is that back home in MK? That's in uh, MK, yeah. Oh, I was going to say we could have swiped a free pizza then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask, you don't get, do you? <laughs> yeah. So, apart from the Domino's delivery, what else have you been up to? Come on, tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, this summer, I've kind of just, it's been nice working in the evening. So, I've kind of got up in the morning, always like worked out, worked out all day, stretch, do like some off ice stuff every day. And then in the first lockdown, I, I'm lucky that my mum brought some weights for my brother at Christmas. We actually got a weights bench and stuff like that at home, so I was quite lucky with that. But then as soon as August came around, I spoke to Ewan King, and I never actually spoke to him before. I'm lucky I messaged him because he sorted me out, got me skating with Bouncy a couple of times, and then mm. pretty much through the whole August, September until December, we were skating down there with a couple of guys from the NHL. 
uh, there's like six of us in a group and we were skating there every other week so that's been good but since then I've over Christmas we had like a month off because obviously a lockdown and Christmas anyway and uh, we started skating again two weeks ago so I've been on the ice twice since then yeah that's good good to obviously when you can you you kind of get back on it to keep the uh, the old feet moving are you have you been kept up to date are you aware of anything that's been going on around the league or is it just you're just waiting for someone to call you and say, this is, this is it, it's green lit, we're doing this. Yeah, Stu always kind of kept us in the loop, but he was kind of like, you always see the things from the Steelers about this league's going ahead and that, and Stu was always optimistic, which was kind of good, because he was like, guys, like this is what I've heard, like, don't look too much into it. So we always didn't want to get our hopes up, but it was always tough when you hear like September, like, oh, it's done till like January time. Oh, it was meant to be like a December, mid-December start. Yeah, and then that came around, and then obviously we came in lockdown. And it was like that again, and then January first, and then again it was meant to be this in March for the six weeks thing. So we kind of always kept this in the loop, but it was obviously tough on his side because he didn't want to get us all excited and then it disappear again. Yeah, he's he's playing coach as well as yeah parent figure at the same time, not building hopes up. Yeah, which is always difficult. So. We've asked our previous guests this, and uh, we're going to keep the trend going. It's kind of our thing. Of all the players you've played with, who would be your starting netminder and who would be your starting line? So your two D-men and your, t- your three forwards. That's tough, that. Uh, it have to be someone I played with. Ideally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd probably put even Mika in goal. And then Demon, that's tough. Joyce, I really like Joyce. Uh, who was on our, I can't remember who was on our team this year. That's a tough question. <laughs> so I'll put, put the Brit, I'll put Clan there. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and I'll, put, yeah, I'll put Feds in that. Uh, Cochrane, unbelievable yeah. skill. And then obviously Brawler, what a beauty he is. <laughs> what Different a <laughs> You mentioned Brawler as the, the kind of last forward there. What was he like in the dressing room last year? Just a beauty. Such <laughs> a nice guy too. Like always like having a good time, like yeah. a good laugh around the room. Always picked us up when everyone's down. Yeah, that's good. He, he seems like a good character. He seems like he's got that about him, which was always good. Yeah, oh, definitely. So that's it from myself, Jordan. I'm going to go around the others now and just see if they've got anything. Um, so, Ross, have you got anything more from yourself? Yeah, just uh, one thing for you to possibly uh, think of. Um, obviously, when um, the, the Challenge Cups are being played, you know, uh, wouldn't it be a great idea for all the backup netminders get to play that game so that all the backup netminders, the youth, in British hockey, can improve their game by playing in the Challenge Cups. I've said that for the last two seasons. And I even asked Stewie this year when I was signing the contract, can I play the Challenge Cup games? I would like to see that as a rule. I know, obviously, it's a trophy in the day, but I would like to see that come into yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, Nathan Craze did it uh, some, some years ago in Belfast. He basically signed the contract and Basically, in the contract was he plays all the Challenge Cup games, and then that's how he got his game time. And then obviously became 
the starting netminder. Yeah, exactly. That's a good way to get your British goalie games. Like, obviously, the league's the biggest thing in the elite league. Why not put your British goalie in those uh, those cup games? No, that's a good suggestion. I like that, Ross. Uh, Ash, any more from you? Nothing more from me, thank you. And Scott, any more from yourself? Yeah, well, I'm all for playing the backup goalies in the Challenge Cup if they are the British net miners, because I'm sure Sheffield would go and sign some guy out of Europe just to play in the Challenge Cup. So if we could make it that the Brits guys do it, all for that. Uh, Jordan, last one for me. Obviously, you get to train with the guys day in, day out. Uh, you're taking all the shots. Who's the best shot you faced? And it could be from not just the players' days, but any, any point in your career, who's the best shot you think? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, the, probably the one from the Blaze. It's probably Jake Jake Hansen had like the best like disguise release. Not the, like the quickest, but he always put it where he wanted to and you couldn't really tell where it was going to go. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else had a, a really good shot. There's obviously guys on other teams like Valorant's probably got one of the best releases. Obviously, I didn't play with him, but playing against him, he's probably got one of the best in the Elite League. I'm quite, I'm quite surprised by the Jake Hansen answer because he, he showed flashes of brilliance, but sometimes on a breakaway, he kind of struggled in, in, in blaze colours, and Danny alluded to that as well. So, uh, might have been just one of them. Yeah, I think he had a tough year. He was like an unbelievable player. Like his skill was just different level, and his speed too. Like in practice, he would like, he'd light me up. He would be one of the guys that would light me up. <laughs> But yeah, that, he always we always used to chirp him about those breakaways because he would miss like the first twenty of the season, I think. <laughs> wow, um, I've got to ask it, Jordan, before we do sign off with you. And when you're on the bench and you're by the door, and you're obviously so close to the opposition bench, do you ever think when it's about to kick off, I'm going to move, or do you just think I'm going to sit here and take it all? <laughs> what's, what's the first thing you think of? I'm probably the worst chirper. Up. As a backup goalie, I'm always chirping the guys as they go past, and I've always I've had a couple incidences where they've come past me, and like fake punch me on the way past. So yeah, I don't know if I'd get involved if it was a full blown fight, but I do like chirping across the bench. So you wouldn't be involved in any bench clearances like yesteryears then? I don't know. I kind of like most of the goalies in the league, and some of them are pretty big. So I'm sure you could have bouncy any day. <laughs> I like I like bouncy, so I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Okay, go for Murdy. He's easy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably the smallest, isn't he? There you go, then. Easy win. <laughs> so that's it, then, Jordan. Thank you for joining us in, this evening. It's been uh, it's been very insightful. It's been quite funny. Um, so thank you for everybody for listening to this week's episode of the Third Period Podcast. We hope to see everybody back in an ice rink at some point soon, and we hope you're enjoying our Netminder Month special. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks again for listening to the third period of podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to check out Willie's Ice Hockey Emporium for all your ice hockey needs.